Well, old Tuna Breath is going to trap your ass in a cave. I'm Jackie. Shark Alarm? I'm Sam. Well, I guess sharks are extinct now because this is the last shark. Uh, and I'm Justin, and this is Stinger Madness. What's that smell? I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hello and welcome to Sticker Madness, the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin, with me are always Sam and Jaggy. Uh, this week on the show, we got a turd from 1981, uh, straight out of Italy, ripping off the old jazzers, uh, directed by Enzo Castorelli. Uh, Castorelli. Uh, <laughs> Castorelli, uh, starring Vic Morrow as Captain Quint. Uh, and, uh, some other, uh, Italian rounders, uh, Sam go. Would you like to know how much money this movie made? 42. I'm going to guess 42. What? 42. Okay. And then just uh, all of the 42s. Just $42 or, or 42,000 <laughs> or 42 million or 42 billion. Just all. It made all of the 42s. I'm going to say that it made 24 wow. million. I, it made 18. 18? That's not a bad guess, Jackie. You went over by Price is Right rules, but... And I can't imagine any film he ever made costing more than $2 million. Right. I f really, before watching some of the stuff that was happening in this, I was like, he might have spent more than a million on this, but he doesn't usually spend more than a million dollars. The funny thing is, is that it, it could have made more. It could have made 42, but... Once it hit American theaters, Universal sued his pants clean off and it got pulled from theaters. They're like, oh, hell no, bitch. <laughs> yeah. We've oh, seen this movie no. before. <laughs> it's interesting that they were like, nope, this is the one that draws the line. Right. We've been copied out the ass for six years, but we've had it with this one. This I is the one that we've had it with. It's got to be Vic Morrow. Like, it's just too, come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> See, I think it's actually the windsurfing. Okay. And the visual comparison to this movie really tries to look a lot like Jaws 2 because it knows it can't look like Jaws 1, but right. Enzo saw Jaws 2 and he's like, oh, fuck, I can make that picture. Yeah. That and I think that's even though if you read about this, you're going to find all you're like, oh, it's just too much copying Jaws. And so uh, Universal got. Enough, had had enough of it and i'm like no the execs at universal saw this and went fire every motherfucker that worked on jaws 2 <laughs> get this shit out of the theater and we got to make new fucking plans because enjo just ate our fucking lunch that could be that could be because jaws 2 sucks sucks it's so fucking boring uh and then they they have the entire shift of the uh, franchise for one film when they do Jaws 3 because it does not fit with the rest of them, the tone of the rest of them at all, and it's awesome. Well, you mean Jaws 3D? D, D, D. D. Right, right, right. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that could, they, I, you know what? I'm buying your conspiracy theory. Uh, the other thing I know about this is that in certain markets, Jaws 2 never went there. I believe Japan was one of them. This okay. was marketed straight up as Jaws 2 in Japan. Oh. I don't know if that happens before or after it gets pulled from American theaters. In my readings of Enzo and starting to really... I've watched a lot of his movies. I kind of know how he operates a little bit. I've seen some of his interviews. I would say that once the feud started... He started marketing it directly as Jaws 2 or 3, depending on the market, just to wave his middle finger at him. Right. Like, pick one. It's, it's 2 or 3, and then pick one of these fingers, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, in Japan, I'm thinking Japan didn't get Jaws 2, so they, they put this as Jaws 2 in Japan. Brazil got Jaws 2, wasn't ever going to get Jaws 3, because Jaws 3 is after this, two years. Right. So they just marketed this in Brazil straight up as Jaws 3. Hmm. So well, the shark does look then, similar. Uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Whatever this shark's name is, we need to come up with a name for it, because all I've got is old Sharky, and Jackie says tuna breath. But it's got to be, since we've got Bruce the shark, we got to come up with something like, and we, and we can't just go with Gary the shark, because that's that's our that's our buffoon's name. Uh, You're going to have to give me a second here. I'm going to come up with a good name based upon some actual names of the shark. Okay, okay. Troy. <laughs> Well, it's Italian, so I guess it could be Tony. It could be French bread. What? It goes good with Italian. It's French bread. Well, my Squanto Brazio isn't really going to be very good. <laughs> we can't call him Squanto Brazio. <laughs> because it's the real Italian, the Italian title is... Le ultimo squalo. Um, <laughs> What's that translate to? Ultimate shark. The ultimate shark. Okay. So is that like, you know, like how there's the pen ultimate of something? It's the second to last. Does yeah. ultimate mean that? Okay, that's dumb. Ultimate's the last. Right. Penultimate's the second to last. It's not the last uh, shark. <laughs> it's it's the last shark in the Mediterranean until I think 2014. They found another one. No, there's shark attack in the Mediterranean from like sure, 87. Sure, that's true. <laughs> and this is supposed to be in the U.S. This is right. supposed to be Jaws. Right. Okay, so what are we going to call him? Ultimo. 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 Okay, I'm down with that. Okay. What else do we got, Sam? So Vic Morrow. It's funny because you know in the the. COVID episode, we were talking about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood a little bit in the Italian pictures, right. and we've got two Rick Daltons in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Both Vic Morrow and uh, James Franciscus. Mm -hmm. But Vic Morrow, we talk about a lot on the podcast because he was the guy with the two child actors that was killed in the helicopter accident in the Twilight, Twilight Zone, Zone movie yeah, episode. Right. Yeah, the Twilight Zone movie killed Vic Morrow. Yeah. And apparently James Garner may have killed Vic Morrow's directorial career. Okay. Because he had, once he started making the Italian pictures, he decided that he had a chance to step behind the camera. Mm -hmm. And he made Death Watch, which is very well received 20 years after the fact and completely unknown when it was released. But it was good enough that he ended up getting Dino to direct... Uh, a Man Called Sledge, hmm. where James Garner gets the poster, but he's playing the heavy. Okay. And 
he did not like the picture at all. His quote is something like, I can't believe how Dino talked me into playing the heavy in this turkey. And his sort of tirade, that picture doesn't do very good. And Vic never gets to direct another movie. Hmm. So in a roundabout way, James Garner killed Vic Morrow. It's his fault. It's his fault. Round up the posse, boys. We've got to get James Garner. He's dead, right? <laughs> also he, dead. Yeah, I think he died. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll go to his grave and say mean things to his tombstone. And uh, the other Rick Dalton, James Franciscus, is basically just Rick Dalton. Right. Like, he's TV lead guy uh-huh. that did Italian pictures, and I think his best known moment in a major quote unquote release is beneath the planet of the apes. Mm. What do you want? What do you want to consider beneath the planet of the apes? Uh, awesome. I really like that movie. <laughs> I like all of them. Right. I like all of them, but right. I don't know beneath the, the planet of the apes is when they're not as no, that's the third one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where, that's where the they... last one. They bring Heston back for a minute. Yeah. They got the gods under the ground. The like the gold people. Yeah, the mutated humans or whatever uh-huh, uh-huh. with their nuclear Jesus. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, and he, I think, is the main face in that. So that's actually, I'll give him that. He had that one lead. So he is straight up Rick Dalton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little not as good with a flame filler. No. Yeah, but uh, what about what about Enzo uh, Costarelli? Didn't we do one of his movies before on the podcast? I believe we've done several. Okay, could you name any? Did Good. we do Kioma? Kioma's his best movie. We talk no. about Kioma a lot. You you put you put Kioma on your year in review. Oh, that's right. We haven't done Kioma yet, but I've no. talked about Kioma a lot. Yeah. And we haven't done 1990 Bronx Warriors with Fred Williamson either. Right. So maybe we haven't. Maybe no, we have to have. Now you're making another pause. Hold on. Oh boy. Uh Caribbean Bastards. <laughs> We should check that out. <laughs> he hadn't made a movie for over 10 years. And he just he just did one. I don't know if it's out yet with Franco Nero, but then he's got like all of his friends that are directors like Joe Dante's in it. Alex Cox is in it. It could be a, just a fucking disaster. Mm-hmm. We have not done one of his movies. I've just seen like 75% of them. So right. that was a little confusing for me. I was like, I know we've done one of Enzo's movies. He's one of my favorites. Even though in the sort of that scene, I'm obviously huge on uh, Corbucci, but and we've done Corbucci films, but we had I guess I haven't done Enzo. We just talk about him every once in a while. Yeah, we also and while we're we talk about Bruno Mattei a lot, but uh, we don't we haven't done any of his films for an episode either. So, we'll well, I'm to... about to talk about Bruno Mattei. Okay, talk about him because Enzo got kicked in the nuts pretty hard by Hollywood. About a, about nine years later, actually, no, 14 years later, uh, Bruno decides to say, just do the same thing, see if he can get away with it. With a, Makes Jaws 5 Jaws or five. Cruel Jaws. Yes. And Cruel Jaws just uses footage from this film and Correct. Jaws 1 and 2 and 3. And no one cared because Jaws 4 sucked that bad. Right. Yeah. We, uh, Jackie and I have also watched Cruel Jaws. And I think uh, uh, that's this movie was what I was thinking. Cruel Jaws was because they're so interchangeable. 
that I got a little bit confused, and I kind of think I might have wanted to watch Cruel Jaws instead of The Last Shark, but maybe we'll get to Cruel Jaws someday. Uh, I do someday. think that this is going to lead to a uh, triple or quadruple run for me, again, of uh, Deadly Water Critters. I think I'm going to do the... We're going to start with this. We're going to do Piranha uh, Double D and uh, uh, Sam's favorite movie of all time, Anaconda. <laughs> I fucking hate Anaconda. God, that movie's awful. <laughs> uh, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to summertime. Let's just watch all of the movies that will make me deathly afraid of the water. So oh, right. that when we go camping, I won't get in. I'm not going in the pool. There's snakes in the pool. There are fucking snakes in a pool. Get these motherfucking snakes out of my motherfucking pool! <laughs> yeah. While we're talking about Enzo, it should be noted that Enzo is basically part of a large family of filmmakers. His father, who does mostly Italian language films for the market, mm -hmm. has a bevy of films, and so does his uncle. Okay. And Marino... Girolami is his father and Romalo Girolami is his uncle. Okay. Uh, it's apparent, I guess, that he didn't want to ha necessarily ride off his father's coat string, so he changed his name to Enzo G. Castellari. I guess the G is for Girolami, but he didn't want the association. So he's, he's, there pulling, is. A, he's pulling a Nick Cage. Yes. Okay. There is, however, a Girolami... In the picture. Oh. His daughter and her tits. Right? <laughs> yeah, that scene was super fucking awkward. Oh, uh, we'll get to that scene. But, yep, okay. Uh, that's like that one uh, uh, Dar Dario Argento film where Asia is in the movie naked the entire time. And it's like, oh, icky. This is not near as creepy as anything that no. Dario does, but it's no. still like, really? Yeah. Really? Hey, buddy. Maybe you want to think about that. Well, they're Italian. You know, maybe they're a little bit uh, not as uh, conservative with the uh, knockers as we are. Sure. They're just boobs, right? Mm. Everybody's got them. You know, I got some man tits starting. Sure. I'm, she did have a like uh, a sheen layer of almost nothing over the top of it to where they you you could almost not see the tits but right. you could totally see the tits right right so uh when we get into the episode because one of the things that i've noticed watching a lot of enzo's films is that he knows what he wants to look at he doesn't really shoot them but the camera guy has specific instructions on how to like not every shot but like this shot we need to see this we need to see this we always in film critique talk about the male gaze and it's sort of the sexual undertones. Uh -huh. Enzo puts a gaze on any young, beautiful person, regardless of gender, but then also like cars and guns and just like whatever. Yeah. Like the man can make a sex commercial out of anything you put in fucking front of him. <laughs> He's very Andy Sedaris esque in that aspect. Only. Andy's not really creepy. Right. He's doing it. Right. Enzo's like, I don't know if the Enzo would the gun want us looking at it like this. Because <laughs> this is kind of creepy. I don't have consent from that gun. <laughs> that Volkswagen is saying, uh, uh, Buster. <laughs> well, like even in the opening shot of this movie, that 
that is the male gaze at another man. Right. We should just get into it now. We should just get into it. Let's Let's just get into it right now. We're starting out. There's a guy windsurfing, and Enzo wants us to fuck this guy. Right? And... Or the concept of windsurfing. I'm not really sure which it is because this guy doesn't look like he's having fun. <laughs> I mean, it looks like he's laboring at this thing. They're not easy. In fact, every time I learned to surf, and I mean, when I say that I can surf, I could at one point, and pedestrian would be a little bit too to descri- too good to describe my surfing skills, like being able to stay upright on the board for a few seconds was about as good as I got, but it was still exciting and fun. Sure. And I've been told by everybody, like, windsurfing is, one, hard, and two, it's a real fucking workout. Right. And it probably would help if there was actual wind right going on right now, but he's, like, it, like literally in Lake Flaccid. Like, the water is just calm as shit, and he can't do anything, so he's just busting his ass. Yeah, it also raises my first question that I have to burn. Is touching your like touching your back to the water is that like a ollie in windsurfing? Right, right, right. Is that like a trick? Yeah. Is the I, whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, are these supposed to be tricks? And then he starts doing things like riding on the edge and uh-huh. twirling the thing around. I'm like, man, windsurfing is dumb. It's super dumb. Jackie, have you ever done anything like windsurfing? No, but I kind of had the same thoughts as Sam, but mine was about why is he dragging his ass in the water? Does he have a hemorrhoid or is he just trying to flush out his butthole? (laughs) It was weird. It's a weird sequence. It's like he's doing the floor routine for windsurfing. He's just dancing around this thing to this incredibly shitty Blondie knockoff song that's awesome. It should be noted that the original score for this film had been separated from it okay. until the DVD release. Cause this movie was banned in America for a long time. Universal mm-hmm. fucking dropped the hammer on this shit. Right. And the widescreen re-release had the audio re-intact. So I think we're actually seeing Enzo's version of the film in this. Okay. Okay. But yeah, uh, the sequence is nuts. Uh, anyways, back on the beach, we uh, hear from a DJ and we're going to call him DJ Exposition because that's all his job is. He's dropping the hits and telling you what you need to know to enjoy the rest of this movie. Uh, there's a, a regatta coming up for uh, what's a regatta? Is it like the uh, uh, like a wine mixer or something? I don't know. I think it's supposed to be the governor's fundraising party or the the mayor who's trying to be the governor's fundraising party. Right. I thought this the regatta- guy is also Rick Dalton. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I thought regatta meant like um like a boat race. The regatta usually is a boat race of some kind. Okay. Well, I mean surfboards are kind of boats, I guess. Oh yeah, there is a windsurfing race. So Jackie's figured the movie out again. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Uh You're bravo. Welcome. I give you uh three stars. Uh it's coming up this weekend here in sunny uh Santa wherever the hell we are. Uh yeah, they never say where they're at. Right. We're definitely not in that town that Jaws was filmed in, though. Uh, what the hell's the name of the place in Jaws? I don't know. Some Martha's Vineyard Amity. by there. It's Amity. Amity, whatever. Yeah. Upstate uh, New right? York. No, it's in, I think it's in Martha's Vineyard. I think Sam's right. Uh, anyways, 
So he's like, hey, surfers, you better get ready because uh, the governor, the mayor candidate, Wells, he's got a son in the thing and his dad's going to buy him a, a trophy for being so good at windsurfing. And the guy's like, hey, fuck you, Buster. And the, the DJ's like, not near this guy. And he's like, hey, don't flip me off, man. <laughs> like, yeah. You, this is uh, DJ Howie Splurm. Um, but we're now introduced to some other gentlemen who are, I guess, main characters, if anybody can be. And one of them, two of them actually look like James Franco, but one of them looks so much like James Franco that I have decided to call him Jams Franco. Uh, the other guy looks like Bill S. Preston Esquire, so I'm just going to call him Bills. Right, right. And then the other guy is Rubby. Because Rubby. he has a Rubby, rainbow Rubby. He's got a rainbow on his butt. All right. <laughs> so when we talk about these guys, we have to talk about Jams, Bills, and Rubby. <laughs> Rubby. Okay. Yeah, all right. Meanwhile, uh, Mike, our uh, lead uh, intro uh, windsurfer guy, his board, his board comes apart. He's like, wait, where's the rest of my board? Because there's a goddamn shark after him, and it chomped his board. And he's like, oh, shit, I guess I can't do cool tricks now. Like, get my butt wet. And then the shark, I guess, comes up from beneath him, and we don't see the shark, but it he basically gets exploded. He hits one of those buoyed landmines from World War II, or maybe they weren't even in that. Maybe it's just bad submarine movies that those are in. But he hits one right. of those and blows the fuck up. Yeah, right. Uh, it's an unsafe bay. So he's dead. Uh, I assume also that he, uh, whatever was left of him uh, after getting exploded by a landmine uh, was eaten by the shark. I, the shark is like, well, thanks, landmine. There's some fresh cuts over here for me to enjoy of person. Hot cold cuts. That even makes mm -hmm. sense. See, and I was thinking that he attracted the shark with his butthole juices that it he kept be. putting in the water. And the shark's mm -hmm. like, is that ripped butthole I smell? I'm totally going for it. A hot dog sounds delicious. Yeah, that guy's clearly got an ulcer. I got to get in some of that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's this guy's fault. The whole thing. Well, if he was, if he didn't want to get eaten like a hot dog, he shouldn't have been hot dogging all over the place on that exactly. windboard. Exactly. <laughs> oh, hey -o. Your fault, motherfucker. Uh, so we meet our hero. Uh, uh, well, one half of our hero duo. Uh, his name is Peter. Uh, he's a writer. Yeah, that's who we want to be uh, fighting sharks is some guy that can't publish his novel. <laughs> yep. But he has all this weird like shark shit in his house. I don't know what this guy's backstory is. They never explain it. No, he's just a writer and now... He's thrust into the situation where he's the most qualified to fight a shark along Robert Shaw. I believe what they're going for here is that they're like Enzo's really middle fingering it so hard that he's put Peter Benchley in the in the movie as the hero. Right, right, exactly. The only person that can kill Jaws is the guy who wrote the book. Yeah, he's Peter uh, uh, Table Lee instead of Benchley. <laughs> So the, the, his kids run in and they're like, hey, Dad, uh, Mike went missing. He was standing right there. And then it, I saw, thought I saw a landmine explode, but then he vanished. So let's go look for him. So they get on uh, Peter's boat and go out and look for, for Mike. Yeah. Step one, 
Call the Coast Guard. Nope, we'll go out there and investigate on our own first, just in case he's mortally wounded. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, he was going to win the windsurf competition. If we want your boyfriend to win, we've got to buy us some time. Right, right. <laughs> Meanwhile, old Captain Quint, he's, uh, he's, found, he's found the surfboard. Uh, and Peter pulls up and he's like, ah, see... This is what it looks like when a shark gets a taste of human blood. Trust me, I know, because I've dealt with sharks all over the earth, because I'm fucking Robert Shaw. What am I doing in this movie? <laughs> yeah, he's... At this point, Vic Morrow has found evidence. He hasn't yet found the Scottish accent that he's going to abandon periodically through the rest of the film. Right, right. He hasn't, because I was like, oh, man, Vic Morrow's killing it. But then later he tries the accent and I'm like, whoa, you're sucking right now, bud. <laughs> you're straight up sucking. And did you re did you did you uh see that like everybody else is in like summer attire, mm -hmm. you know, like swimsuits and shit. Mm -hmm. And he's got he's always got like those fisherman sweaters on. Oh yeah, because he's he's shitty Ahab. Like you, you yeah. gotta you gotta look like I mean the see captain in the simpsons is based off of all these guys because they all dress the guy like we're a longshoreman we just stand on the dock and smell a fish all day and that's what you come to us to hunt a shark or give you info and that's that's all they're good for yeah they wear these huge wool turtleneck things mm -hmm. like double turtlenecks like you're going it's 87 out here why are you wearing that we're literally like in bermuda He's ready for bad weather at any point. Right. Even though 97% of the time, it's good weather. The perfect storm is coming. I know it. I can feel it in my bones. Three weeks later of perfect sunshine, he's like, it's still coming. I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. And everybody has gone home for the summer, you know, back to back to the United States to, to in, you know, go back to school. Summer's over. Of course it's coming, you jackass. You wore a sweater all summer long. Anyway. You're ready for today. Right. <laughs> Good job. That's not going to be warm enough in like a week, just so you know. Right. Uh, we also uh, learn that uh, uh, the mayor, Wells, uh, his campaign is employing Gloria, Peter's wife, uh, to basically hang out and answer, where's Peter? He couldn't make it. Damn it. We needed him. For what? I'm not sure. She actually performs two functions. She needs to ask where Peter is periodically, and then she has to display the worst parenting skills ever uh -huh. at other times, and that's right. all she does. And and panic. Her. We'll, we'll get to her thing at the end. It's, it's spectacular. Um, After her daughter gets her leg bit off. Hey, hey, hey. hey okay. We're not there yet. <laughs> Speaking of the daughter, uh, and speaking of uh, what happens later in the film, uh, we got a little foreshadowing here because they're out looking for Mike. The shark comes up, bonks her boat, and knocks her into the water, and they pull her back in, and that's when we get a, uh, 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 well, when Captain Quint gets a pretty good look at uh, his buddy's teenage daughter's tits and is like, I don't know... I've been at the sea a long time, Peter. Yeah. You let your daughter wear that? Nice. The last pair of tits I saw like that was on a manatee. 
And I had sex with that manatee. (laughs) (laughs) And it was so awkward. They're all kind of just standing there that they just cut the scene. Right. Because there's no good way to get out of this. Like, everybody's just staring at her tits. Like, nice tank top. I'm sure he wanted to leave it on longer, but it isn't bare. You can see, and they had to cut it right at the second count that it still gets PG-13. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice work. Uh, the Coast Guard pulls into the harbor, and they're like, oh, we, we've picked up a random boat. Uh, you know, here, here you go. Here's your random boat back. And they're like, uh, oh, that's old Ed's boat, who we had nothing to deal with ever before this boat scene. And they go into Ed's boat. Oh, Ed's not on here. But then they find an arm. And Robert Shaw, shitty Robert Shaw is like, eh, you see that? That's the mock of a shock. A shock took that arm off. And they're like, Maybe it was an explosion. He's like, you see any powder burns? <laughs> yeah. It just little... exploded his arm and not the rest of the boat, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it exploded in such a manner that his arm stayed on the boat, just dropped straight to the ground, and the rest yeah. of him shot into the ocean. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm behind him at this point. Right. I'm I'm with him. There are clearly no signs that this was caused by an explosion. <laughs> Well, uh, hmm. maybe it just came off. <laughs> it's a shock, damn it. Well, you know, he was a known town drunk. Oh, yeah. Arms come off of town drunks all the time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by this point in the film, I've also noticed that every fucking, every fucking uh, location looks really familiar. Mm-hmm. And that nobody's jeans are the right size. <laughs> <laughs> were all bunchy in the wrong spots uh-huh. like they had enzo had like a shipping container full of jeans that don't fit anybody and that was <laughs> what they used for a wardrobe yeah you just you just, there's just one guy chucking jeans at per- people indiscriminately like i wear a size 34 long don't care <laughs> here's your jeans <laughs> it's like going into the army um so the of course wells is like oh, I don't care if it's a shark or not. We're going to keep the regatta going. Uh, And then the other half of the surfboard floats up, and they're like, well, what about now? And he's like, still going to do it. They said, I don't care about the shark, even if it's a shark. And like 60 surfboards wash up, you dumb bastards. But unlike the mayor and Jaws, he actually takes some precautions. He does, right. And they seem like they're pretty good precautions. Pretty solid, really. Actually, they look like gumdrops to me. Gumdrops. The nets yeah, on and the, the map, fences. When he has the oh, little yeah. map and he's showing, they just stuck gumdrops up there. Hold, like this. hold on. I got to make another boat. Like, yeah, no, no. They're like, what about the North Story? He's like, I put it up there, but I was hungry, so I ate it. Uh, it, it, it was made out of Wrigley's, and Wrigley's just doesn't stick like bubble yum. So, anybody got any bubble yum? I'll make another North Shore. Uh, yeah, but he's going to drop nets, or he does drop nets, and uh, fences that uh, he's been sold by a wandering uh, fence and net salesman that they are shark-proof. So, all right. Why not? Yeah. And it's not just the nets and the, the fences. He's got, he's going to line that outer area with with, like, guys on boats. 
you know, tough guys, guys that don't wear shirts and have, uh, you know, like, like beards and stuff and, you know, big guns, like way better than the mayor of Amity. Yeah, Too mayor. bad you can't see to the bottom of the ocean and the shark can just swim right underneath you. Well, that's why you have the nets and the, the shark proof nets and fences. Okay. And they only have to go a certain amount of distance because there's a natural cove there where the the big windsurfing race can take place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, he records himself giving a briefing on on this strategy and decides not to release it. Like, I don't want people to know that we're doing stuff to keep them safe. Because they'll panic. If they know we're doing stuff to keep them safe. Like, his logic is pretty weird at this point. It is strange. Yeah. Uh, but we also get introduced to a, a later character, an important later character. His uh, campaign TV producer, who's also a news reporter, which I don't think is a thing, uh, unless you're working for Fox News. hey There's like a beach party that appears to be taking place at 2 p.m., and everybody is getting into sleeping bags on top of surfboards and going to sleep. And then five seconds later, it's dusk. I don't remember the beach party that turned to dusk at all. Yeah, because the teen girl is like, I'm going to go take a swim. Who wants to come with me? And they run out. A bunch of dudes follow this one chick. <laughs> oh, Well, she was running in slow-mo, and those boobs were quite nice. Yeah, this Cindy's is... in the water! Here's some more of Enzo's gaze on this one. Right. And then there's right. a guy that does a really bad dive. And it's uh -huh. not just that he does a belly flop dive. It's that he had to have hit the sand pretty hard because the water wasn't deep enough to do a dive yet. No, I know. Like, dude, your face is part of the beach now, bro. <laughs> One with the sea. Yeah, you're a real beach bro. Um, so they all run out there and they're like, wee. But the shark is like, I want to go swimming with, with co-eds too. And it just fucking busts right through the goddamn shark proof net. Like not even a problem. <laughs> it like had a saw and it cut the net from top to bottom and just swam through. Right, right. Like shark proof, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is the I think you've been had. This is the first real good look we get at the rubber miniature. Right. That looks really bad. Oh, it's awful. But it's a lot better than other shark movies still. Uh uh yeah, man, I I guess um I would like to see some comparison shots that you're talking about Sam because this thing is terrible. Well, it's not to scale. It's not the same shape as the other shark that we get to see. And don't forget that we're sprinkled in with a ton of, of, of stock footage of actual sharks, uh, and none of it matches. Well, <laughs> maybe I should specify that this rubber shark is clearly a shitty rubber shark on a stick, and it looks better than all of the 2000s CGI sharks. That's true. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, practical always looks better, but uh, it does. It is shaped like a like a very long dolphin for some reason. It's shaped like a rubber hot dog with fins. <laughs> it's like a gray dog with some stuff glued to it. Mm, delicious. Uh, so, so the the swimmers are like, I I guess they he know that the shark is coming because they just turn around and run back out. Like, I was it a brief swim or are they like shark and get out? 
but then they don't tell anybody about a shark. So I think that they just like turned around and the shark's like, oh, yeah. Hey, where are you going? What about the the midlife guy that's in the very back with the blonde <laughs> hair? He's like obviously 45 and the rest of them are all co-eds. Recent divorce, eh, Jackie? Oh. Yeah, he's the guy. He's the only guy that hangs out with them that has a Corvette. So, yeah, that's why. And they got out of the water because they just got tired of being sexy. <laughs> right? <laughs> so now, I guess it the they all just spent the night on the beach or something because this movie can't tell day for night. And now it's the time for the regatta to start. And they got uh, this. This party is pretty weird. They got cheerleaders and uh, Bob Dylan in a box. Oh, that was so weird. That was weird. The cheerleaders, though, I want to give them some props. They actually made legible letters with their pom poms. <laughs> right. Most of the time, you get the fake cheerleaders. Like he got some real cheerleaders to do this, I think, because mm. the dress up the thirty-year-old ladies like cheerleaders. No, they don't. They can't do it. These were these were top shelf cheerleaders. <laughs> Better than I've seen. Yeah. Like every school I went to, not on that level. Mm-mm. Um, the surfers get ready. The race starts, and the balloon buoy marker that the shark is tethered to from when he busted through the fence pops up in the water, and of course. Quint sees it. I don't even know what Vic Merrill's character's name is in this whole thing. Does he have but, one? Uh, yeah, it's it's Quint. Um, he sees it immediately like, hey, what the hell is that? That must be a shark. And the surfers start falling into the water because the shark is just like playing domino with them. Like, boink, 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 boink. He's not like chomping surfers. He's just running into surfboards. This is the first instance where the shark is fishing for humans. Mm -hmm. It happens again later, but he uses tethered objects to his advantage. This is one smart shark. It's the smartest of sharks. At one point, the news guy was able to attach a camera to the back of the shark because we get a bird, like not a bird's eye view, but a POV of the shark's balloon bumping into swimmers on his camera and he's like yeah that's the shot you got it there's no way he got that shot <laughs> yeah uh to clarify the names of the characters it's not peter benchley it's peter benton and oh my God. uh vic morrow's character who i'm sure is never he may have been named once but it was garbled and you couldn't tell his name is ron hammer <laughs> ron hammer the shark hunter. The shark hunter. Or just the shark guy. Because we get a shark hunter later. Uh, he's just a town <laughs> shark guy. What he is, because he's shitty. <laughs> right? Yeah, if that's a if that's a shark hunter, where what? All right, we'll get to you. Oh god. Okay. All right. So everybody gets knocked off their boards. Uh they're all trying to get out. And all the surfboarders do, but the guy who's like, get out of the water, get out of the water, is just standing in his boat, and the shark is like uh yeah, that guy. I'm going for him. And the shark blasts him into space. <laughs> this dummy he, was so awesome. And they were so proud of it that they're gonna use it again later. Right. Like and it's all awful. of it. 
it's like the most stiffest and rigidest dummy of all time. It's just this standing up guy getting shot in a fucking orbit. It's <laughs> hilarious. Oh my God. Um, so he's dead. Uh, then it drags its balloon into the docks. And I guess that like gets the balloon unstuck from it. So now they don't have any way to know where the shark is. Once, because when they had a good beat on like, wow, that buoy is still attached to the shark. Any one of these men in boats could really catch this thing right now. Right. Right. If they maybe wanted to. Right. Oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> well, Team Peter is like, let's lock and load. So they suit up and they're going to go hunt it down. And Flint is or, or Quint is uh, he's packing dynamite, which to me seems like C4, not dynamite. But OK, he, I don't know. They might have made dynamite in squares. I don't know that much about how they pack, but he's got enough explosive to level a apartment complex. Yeah, he could, he could start a mine. We need to get down to the gold. Keep track of how much he's got on him because we're going to see that in use later and scratch our heads. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, Peter has attached a shotgun shell device that basically turns a harpoon into a little teeny grenade. Right. They've recently made those for bow and arrows. P Peter, the Peter, the writer, Peter, the novelist. Yes. Is uh, making some MacGyver grenades. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's a thing that you can buy. They have them. And I'm telling you, they now? have them. Oh, that's what they look. That's They had them then. That's that's okay. one of them. They didn't make that thing up. That's been a thing. They're right. dangerous well, as fuck because it's not like it shoots like a gun. It's just a grenade on the end of a stick that doesn't fly very far. Okay, but why does Peter the novelist have these? Maybe he got it, you know for research when he was writing about his shark killing. Right. Yeah. Uh. I think he got it at a yard sale <laughs> or he stole it off that dead guy's boat. He's like, what is this thing is pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. It's And Ahab was like, just take it. <laughs> like he's dead. He doesn't care. Just take his stuff. Uh, his son, uh, Wells son, I get, what are we calling these guys? Jam jams, Bill. well, bills, bills and, yeah, Jams, Bills, and Rubby. Jams, Bills, and Rubby. Yeah, they're going out with a shotgun. Oh, and and his daughter again. The bait. Yeah, the bait. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, Peter and uh, old Ron Hammer, they, they go into the water, and they go down into a cave that is clearly too small for the shark to be in. And... Uh, the shark actually finds them in the cave and it's like, Hey, <laughs> I got you guys in there. Uh, you're trapped because I'm going to smash my face into these rocks and cause a collapse of the entrance. Yeah. He's really smart. This shark and kind of a dick. He also knows like, well, these are the guys that are going to go with me toe to toe. I got to trap them. I, right? I'd let anybody else out of here and eat them. But these two are dangerous. Mm -hmm. Also, mm -hmm. uh, Peter shoots his shotgun shell thing and it causes quite an explosion that aids in the shark trapping them before the shark decides to trap them. Right. He's like, hey, hey that's a pretty good idea. Thanks, guys. No, no. Have some rocks on you. It's so dumb. Uh, and they 
he then blows up some of the dynamite to open up the cave entrance, I guess. Yeah, it's not a very big explosion, not even as much as the little shotgun thing. Yeah, but that explosion has caused Ron Hammer's air tank to get knocked loose or something. So now they got to swim up to the surface and get the hell out of there. What were they going to do if they didn't just hang out? What? They're out of things to shoot the shark with. They're going to have to come up right. anyway. Yeah, right. It just doesn't matter. I guess to add another element of danger for them is, oh, no, he's running out of air. Uh, so they get back to shore and they realize that the kids are out hunting in uh, Wells's boat. And they're like, oh, shit, we got to get out there. Well, the kids, they spot it and they start shooting the shotgun. It's not doing a goddamn thing. And then the shark weirdly swims under the boat where the prop is and... I think uses its own body to make it so they can't go anywhere. <laughs> it gets turned into hamburger in order to slow them down. Right. Self-sacrifice. They've also uh. attached a large pole and some meat with some thin nylon rope. This is not how you go fishing for a shark. Right. And it works out about as well as it should. Yeah. Because once again, the daughter gets knocked into the water. Like, that's just her thing. Yep. This time she comes back without a leg. Long, sad hospital sequence. And then when we finally get in there, the best they could do is put a little doghouse over her not leg and then cover right. that in blankets. Like, we need to yeah. <laughs> we need to keep that area where there's no longer a leg completely covered in a small covered wagon. That's right. And so Wells is like, Damn it, son, how dare you take my boat without my permission? And smacks him in the face, and Wells is like, this fucking shark is gonna fuck up my shit and fuck up my town and fuck up my campaign. So if you want something right, you gotta do it yourself. But wait, before we leave our hospital scene, oh, okay, okay. the mom has been like going up to the nurse's station and being like, it's been an hour, isn't there any... News? It's just like really dramatic, right? And then once the doctor comes in and says, well, she's heavily sedated. You can go back and see her. She's like, I just can't. Yeah. I'm not ready. And then later like, in a wait. fairly inconsequential scene that we might not talk about, she actually asks one of, she asks Jams how her daughter's doing. It's like, dude, it's been a day. You should go see her. What the right. fuck? Yeah, dude, mom. <laughs> Oh, my God. I just can't have a pirate daughter. Right. <laughs> I like this. So embarrassed. The scene with Peter and his daughter is like, it's okay. Doesn't matter what happened. You're going to walk out of here. No, she's not. It, she will with a prosthetic leg. No, you can't walk out of a hospital. No, they she, wheel you out. Yeah, it's not going to happen. He's And also, if you get a prosthetic leg, you, you need like months of PT. Oh, yeah. No, it's she's not walking out of there. She's not walking out of there, bud. <laughs> and it's it's okay. Like, she'll go on and have a full life. People do it without legs all the damn time. Sure, it sucks. But hey, you know, you know, she can. She could make. She can have a hand modeling career still. Right. Yeah. And right? she could do all sorts of other stuff like have her prosthetic leg have secret spy weapons in it, like a gun leg that right? she can just take off and mow down her adversaries. And this and this handicap is not going to stop her from doing the thing that she is very good at, which is falling out of boats. 
So, still got an illustrious career falling out of boats ahead of you. Yeah, but this time, you know, she's going to be a little safer because she's already missing one meat hook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, she could just, like, she could have, like, a, a, a fake shark, like, a shark decoy. like Shark bait leg. Yeah. yeah. She's got one that the prosthetic is just got a shoe full of meat. Mm-hmm. Then after the shark eats it, she's like, gotcha, bitch, detonates. Or she could stuff her shark repellent down that empty hollow leg and then just spray it in the face like Batman. I like fake leg with a beef foot better. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> beef foot. They call me beef foot. Uh, <laughs> How many sharks have you Meanwhile, blown up, beef foot? All of them. <laughs> Greenpeace Meanwhile, hates the- me. Meanwhile, the butcher in this town is making money hand over fist because everybody's just buying this huge chunks of meat. Right? Yeah, buying like half a cow isn't cheap. That butcher's like, ka-ching! Because that's what Wells is doing. He's got a big chunk of cow hanging from the bottom of a helicopter, and he's like, gonna get you. You're not! Like, you literally aren't... You're Even a small shark, you're not gonna just, like... Fly it back to shore and be like, ha ha. It had a hook on the end. Right, but still, the shark is going to pull it. Choppers are death machines without sharks attached to them. No? I thought it was a pretty good plan. No, it's a terrible plan. And it goes terribly. (laughs) And the shark is bigger than the helicopter. The shark is bigger than the chopper. Oh, my God. Um... It, so, of course, the shark grabs the line, pulls the chopper down. Wells falls in the water, and he's like, get me out of here. Get me out of here. And the guy swings down. He grabs onto this, the sled and pulls up, and the shark is like, <laughs> chomp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his legs come off, and it's hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> then after... The mayor's like, well, I guess I'm shark food. And then sullenly drops into the shark's mouth in slow motion. The helicopter Uh guy's like, well, he's dead. I guess I'll just crash this helicopter into the shark. Right. Right. And, oh, man, the model of the helicopter. He doesn't crash a helicopter, Sam. He crashes some kid's toy. Oh, it's 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 a little remote control job. Oh, it's hilarious. It's such a bad model. I love it. <sighs> so Team Peter, they he, they swim or they boat out there and they find the debris from the uh, the chopper, uh, you know, floating around in the water. And uh, the, they're like, we got to go down there because the shark's still down there. Meanwhile, back on the shore, the TV reporter guy's like, all right, we're going to get a shark shot of this shark coming up being awesome maybe chomping some people uh so let's let's bring it into shore let's tie some bait to the dock so he, he's got he's got that set up um there's a real this is actually one of my favorite scenes right before vic morrow and peter suit back up is uh-huh. they get into an argument and then vic morrow's like okay i guess i or ron's like all right i guess i'll go along with it and then Peter starts strong-arming him around the boat, and it's like a dad trying to make a kid put his coat on with right. the fucking <laughs> tanks in there. He's like, give me your arm. Go faster. Give me. We're going out there, goddammit. I don't care whether you like it or not. And Vic Morrow's <laughs> sitting there like a kid, like, I don't want to do it. I'm going to tell your mother. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. 
So they go down here, or Quint goes down by himself uh, into the chopper, and the chopper doesn't make any sense to me. But and the, and like his actions in the chopper don't make any sense to me either, because the first thing he does is release an emergency raft that floats to the surface, and Peter's like. Hey, emergency raft. That means something. Yeah, I guess. Also, the helicopter uh, seemed to have exploded when it got to the bottom of the sea, and it's now twenty-year-old wreckage. Yeah, and it's just made of like iron girders and cables, like nothing that is parts of a helicopter yeah. are now down at the bottom of this helicopter. It's really weird. And you know, it's going to be a good place to get a tetanus shot. Yeah, but. Because there's a mermaid be. nurse down there with a tetanus <laughs> shot. I mean, uh, he's going to get tetanus. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. All right. Well, if you find any mermaid nurses, give me a heads up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I won't, Sam. <laughs> You'll never hear from me again. <laughs> Sorry, Jackie. Mermaid nurse, I'm living under the sea <laughs> for about 30 seconds and then I'm going to drown. Uh, so, of course, old Sharky shows up and uh, Ultimo, it attacks and it's fucking up the helicopter even more. And uh, both the shark and Quint get tangled up in some helicopter cable and it's the Quint gets pulled away. It's the cable from the helicopter's winch with the meat on it. Oh, okay. It seemed like that was rope, and now he's, like, on, like, steel cable, but whatever. Yeah, we've lost our hero, Ron Hammer. He's yeah, dead now. He's dead. And it's such distressing that Peter gets out of the water and just sheds his tanks into the sea. He gets <laughs> undressed before he gets all the way out, and I guess, ah, you're part of the sea now. Trash. Right, yeah, thanks for doing that. Yeah, go down to Trash Island. Um, the TV reporter guy has brought in his ringer, the Sharkinator. <laughs> it's a guy in a Canadian tuxedo that's got a sweet Native American feather eagle on the back of it. Uh-huh. And you're like... Made out of chicken feathers? Yeah, you're like, who the fuck is this guy? And then you know he's the tough guy, but he talks about his gear and how dead this shark's about to be. And he has, like, a magic pistol, basically. It's just a right. little tiny 410 shotgun with... It's got a stock on it, but this was meant to be a pistol grip. It's like a 45. Like, you've uh -huh. killed sharks before? Yeah, I'm going to kill it with this 45. Um, okay, I've got the wrong guy. I <laughs> realize that now. Dead or alive, you're coming with me, shark. <laughs> when the shark not, you know, bumps the bumps the uh dock slightly he drops it in the water and goes oh my friggin rifle is what he <laughs> says and i want somebody to turn to him and go i don't even know if you could call that a rifle generously sir this fucking guy shows up as captain badass and all the fucking people on the dock are like who's that guy oh wow wow this is gonna be really cool let's stand around and watch and so like the entire town is there to watch Cockhammer be there, and immediately the shark pulls the pier apart, and his fucking rifle goes in the water, and you're like, 
Dude, you had one fucking job, buddy. <laughs> well, and not to mention that now all of the, the boyfriends from Pirate Girl and the mom are on the dock with this guy. Right. Yeah, now. Right. As and, well as a camera guy. And a camera guy. And the only thing that our, you know, the new shark killing hero does is molest the mother several times. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. He got his handfuls. And the shark is pulling them out to the ocean, and the camera guy radios back to the TV reporter guy. He's like, so you got to send a boat. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll send a boat out. Because, yeah. Also, the entire town saw them get pulled out of the ocean. You don't need the TV guy to send out a boat. There's, there was a bunch of people standing on the dock still. There's, like, boats everywhere around there. Right. <laughs> But the shark starts biting up their little raft that they're on, uh, taking it apart, and the camera guy falls in, and... Uh, this was the best chomp oh of the movie. God. Yeah, it's the best. ass chomp. Right at the bum. It's so silly, because they're pulling him in, and they only get about half of him in. <laughs> yeah. And he, like, is still, like, he doesn't eat shit Ben Kingsley. Right. Because he was able to hold that same look on his face for his second shot where he's dead and he's still sort of grimacing. It's good job. Oh, yeah. Guy. And ca- of course, the his camera is pointed at his dead face. Yeah. So he still in postmortem got that shot. Oh, yeah. That guy was a professional. Even though that camera is totally fucked up and none of the footage is recoverable. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. This is magnetic tape. It's it's done. I don't even know um, if it's magnetic tape. <laughs> <laughs> celluloid if you, i think it's supposed to a lot of those cameras are actually broadcast cameras that are supposed to be hooked like tether wise to right. broadcast situations so i didn't notice that a lot the, the small eight millimeter that he had earlier was actually a camera that you could film with by itself but the other ones i think are just untethered tv cameras that wouldn't be able to tape anything okay all right so damn it Damn it! The shot! It's ruined! (laughs) Because Um, I've been taping nothing this whole time. Right? (laughs) Now I don't have any legs. Uh, The shark knocks everybody else in. And the first guy who goes down after the cameraman is our fucking ringer. Well, Sharknator just gets chomped. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty hilarious. Well, he wasn't really even dressed for maritime adventures. No! He's a cowboy. Now he had cowboy boots on and a matching feather hat. and He's got boots oh, on. It's like, this is your shark hunter? He's not even ready to go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a one-way trip to Davy Jones' locker with those shoes on. What an idiot. Um, so Peter pulls up and somehow manages to swap positions completely with everybody on the pier. They're all on his boat, and he's on the pier. What? What happened? How did you do that? <laughs> yeah, he just... No, I know how he did it. His wife is such a shithead. Because Jams and Bills just hop right on, and then she's like, come get me. <laughs> I, I don't want to escape. Look, I married you, and I didn't... Escaping sharks wasn't the deal. You're going to have to come get me. <laughs> This wasn't in the vows. So he gets her back in the boat, and then the shark takes off with him. He's like, fuck, if you could have just, like, walked three feet, we'd be fine. Right, right. 
And so now all Peter is left to fight the shark with is some two by fours. This is actually I, a very good strategy. He's come up with, I'm going to feed this shark lumber until it's full. <laughs> and then it's just going to go away because it's all full of lumber. Well, and they're not even sharp sticks. They are just cut two by fours. Yeah, no, it's hungry like, fella. hungry buddy, here's some, here's some lumber. I know where you can get some here's more some of this Douglas down Burr. at the lumber yard. <laughs> oh, man. But fortunately, uh, Quint floats up. His, of, of course, well, I guess he was tied to the shark, but he just floats up right next to the dock. And, and Peter's pulling him up, and the shark is like, no, that's my lunch. I'm not filled with lumber yet, yeah. so give me that guy. He then eats Ron Hammer very slowly. Like, he's really enjoying. Uh -huh. This is the first person he's he like, you know what? Him. I should chew my food. This is really good. <laughs> because he's eating him so slowly, and the floppy body is just kind of going up and down in his mouth while he's like, nom, 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 nom. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> But Peter managed to grab the detonator off of the shark because I guess he's still got one stick of dynamite left that's attached to his yeah. little carrying case. And he, this is so weird <laughs> because he yells, damn you, and then jumps off the pier while hitting the detonator. Yeah, like he needed to jump sideways into the water like a hot dog, like hot dog. And then the shark <laughs> blows up underwater and I guess it's that's it the shark doesn't even blow up its head just pops off yeah <laughs> like like the you know the little dandelion trick mama had a baby and its head popped off Doke. yeah <laughs> it's hilarious i wonder what that shark was thinking like oh because <laughs> it's not dead immediately because the majority of its head is completely intact it had an itchy throat, so it was grateful. It's almost like the shark shot its head off as a missile, and it was going to blow up the shore like, I'm taking you all with me. <laughs> uh, so Peter makes it back to the shore, and the reporter's like, that was pretty cool, huh? What do you say, hero of the town? And he punches the reporter in the face because he knew that the reporter didn't help anybody but nobody else in town did either so i don't know what the fuck and they get in a car and drive yeah away. this is i think of all of the weirdness the weirdest thing like oh we brought your car <laughs> it's ready for you to drive immediately also bills and jams why are you getting into the car with them those right? aren't your parents <laughs> they are now <laughs> Uh, not to mention that he needs to take off that swimsuit. Because if there's one thing I know, you leave your swimsuit on after you've been in the water, you will get yeah, he's gonna, a butt rash. He's gonna get a he's gonna get a rash. Plus so but I think that's the least of his worries. He just inherited two kids that he didn't have a choice about, yeah. I guess. And his wetsuit well, he's gonna need a lot of help with his one legged daughter. Right. His wetsuit is gonna ruin the velour seating in that Chrysler. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. That's the end of the movie. Credits roll after that. And there's so. like 30 credits, maybe. Right. Yeah. Who wants to go first on questions? Jackie. 
So does he now run for mayor or governor or whatever? Because now there's an yeah, there's slot. a there's a black there's a big black hole in uh, the governor campaign. So seems like his wife would know what to do. Does she? She's been working the campaign. She Maybe hasn't she done anything. Just, she passes out the punch, fucker. Her job That's is important. seriously to say, yeah, Peter couldn't make it this time. Peter seems like he's a prime candidate now. Yeah, I think Peter runs for governor and wins, and. Uh, it it creates the uh, the the worst era in whatever state this is because Peter sucks. <laughs> He's recalled immediately. He couldn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I only have one question. What was the cowboy doing before this? What was the last job that he did? before coming and getting eaten by a shark by being completely unprepared for the beach. Okay, I got a whole backstory for you. All right, yeah. Okay. So really, he's living in some town. He has a high school. He doesn't even have a high school education. Mm -hmm. But he he got his outfit at the uh, Savers, right? Took him a while to find the matching denim, but he finally did it. the, uh, The thrift store, you mean? Yeah. And then he uh, he got some chicken feathers from his neighbor, mm-hmm. glued them all on there, mm-hmm. started a website. Oh, okay. All right. Advertising himself. In 1981, himself. Pretty, uh, pretty ahead of his time. Oh, maybe he was just taking <laughs> newspaper clippings then. Okay, you know, right, Advertising right. magazines and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, And uh, really, you know, he's saying that he's an exterminator and he's like this really badass, but really he just works for like the bug company that mm-hmm. comes and sprays mm-hmm. the... The outside of your house, the spiders don't come in. He's John Goodman from Arachnophobia. Yeah. And then, you know, like he finally gets a hit on one of his magazine articles and he's like, time to bust out the suit. And then he's got this gun that he's had since he was 15 and he just paints the back of it blue and he's like, this is a special gun. And that's his backstory? Yeah. Okay. He was hunting bugs. And, and then this reporter guy's like, that's our guy. Yeah, he saw his advertisement in a magazine and called him. And he was he, like, he saw that he was wearing all denim and he was like, well, of course that man is awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. So this was going to start his career. He never hunted a shark before. That TV reporter just assumed based on his attire that he had. Yeah. This was going to bust him out into mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the really dangerous work that he'd always wanted to do. I think that. Just before this, he was in a towering inferno situation where uh-huh. the building was okay. burning up and the people were getting trapped more towards the top. And they brought him in and he shows up and he's got the same cowboy thing, same hero shot, pulls out his magic pistol and is like, these little babies are like 100 sticks of dynamite. I'm going to shoot the 30th floor and it's just going to blow it right off. And they're like, that'll kill everybody. Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck got this guy? Get, get this guy the fuck out of here. Because his setup isn't going to work on anything, ever. All right. Uh, my only question is, why are sharks so goddamn hard to kill in movies? Like, it, they can't be that hard to kill in real life. No, that's why they're fucking endangered. Right. Because they get killed by nets. They get killed by yeah. trash. I mean, people, the Japanese just cut off their fins and drop them at the bottom of the ocean. I mean, like, it seems like it's really easy to kill a shark. And Jackie made a good point when those kids, like, all that chum in the water that they're putting, why don't they just poison it? Why don't you just poison the fucking shark? Just cyanide the goddamn thing. Because then you'll cyanide everything in a giant Dude, area. I, 
we've already fucked up the ocean, you know. Oh, we'll just kill it the rest of the way. We'll have won't have this shark problem anymore. And I didn't say poison. I said, why don't they give it heroin? Or yeah, because then it just fucking goes to sleep, right? And right. It's chasing the dragon. It's doing some weird shit down there, but it's not fucking with anything because it's just like, ah. Yeah, and sharks have to continually swim or they'll drown. And so you make it fucking sink to the, I mean, like there's a million ways to kill a big shark, guys. What's the problem? (laughs) No, they don't have to do anything. They'll be like, there's a giant shark out there. And somebody's like, it'll die from the trash soon. We've really fucked up this cove. Yeah, yeah, all that mercury that we put out there. Uh, lead gasoline. Good job. Le- uh, uh, yeah, lead paint. Uh, yeah, um, there's a bunch of cars down there. Actually, cars are supposed to be good for the ocean life, but uh, uh, yeah, no, we're we're bad. Uh, don't worry about it. And also, like, even in the context of this film, the only guy who dies, well, two guys die from not hunting the shark. the The announcer guy. Uh, at the, during the race, and then the first windsurfer. Everybody else who gets chomped by the shark is out hunting the shark. Just, you know what? Maybe nobody gets to swim in the water for a couple weeks. Just don't go in the water. Well, I think that's the idea is that safety versus the economy. Without the tourism, the whole town's going to fall over. Then, like, I don't know. I, I It still seems really stupid to me. Like, just the whole concept of, of shark movies now, like, just I'm mad at them because they seem so dumb. But they're all <laughs> and dumb. maybe that's why I love them. Yeah, that's why I love them. Uh, okay. All right. Anybody else got anything before we do final recommendations? No. Okay. Final recommendations. Jackie, let's start with you. I'm going to give it a do. Okay. The dummies in it were fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. The plastic shark was funny. Yeah. And, uh, you know, overall, it, it didn't have a boring storyline. It kind of kept things moving. Yeah. And so I'm going to give it a do. I enjoyed it. Okay. Sammy. Uh, it's a do. It's a good time. But especially if you're a bad movie fan because of the history that we already went over in the episode earlier, this is one of the sort of in the million shark movies that are out, that are out there. This mm-hmm. is one of the important ones because this is right when they were like, fuck it. We're just going to make Jaws 2. Try and stop us. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, also do for me. Uh, it's not epic. It's not the best shark, bad shark movie of all time. I still think that that's either Jaws 3 or Shark Attack 3. Uh, but we'll dive into some other shark films here in not too long a future. But it's still, it's it's a do. The dummies, Jackie's right. The, I mean, there's so many individual scenes in this that, you, that are way laugh out loud worthy. Um, and it's a perfect riffer as well. So uh, have a good time. Uh, next week, guys, we're actually going to be off. Uh, we've got a big uh, trip planned uh, f- with all three of us involved. So um, we're not going to have an episode next week, but we will have a coronavirus, a coronasode on Thursday for you. So make sure to tune into that and then come back to us uh, in two weeks so that Sam cannot remember what movie he's going to choose. Not remembering you? the movie. Okay. Well, we'll see if we can dial something up uh, by Thursday. To tell everybody by by Thursday. So. Uh, enjoy your week, guys. Uh, come back to us on Thursday again and get to the chop. Fans of Stinker Madness, iTunes thinks you don't like us. What? How is that possible? Well, it's because you haven't given us a review yet. Go to Stinker Madness on iTunes and take just a couple seconds to rate and review us there. While you're at it, hit up Stitcher.com as well. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter 
at forward slash Staker Madness and email us at talk at sacredmadness.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and get to the chopper.